Roll it. Hello, world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag. We are Church Tech. If you're not having fun yet, you will now. It's time to press start. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Eric Dye here along with Jeremy Smith and Blessing Mbofu. And we are going to talk a little bit about churches staying current with technology, adopting new technology, um, implementing it kind of the the transition from the old to the new but you know isn't that pretty much the the way technology is isn't that the nature of technology like always changing always becoming outdated always having to adopt new things i mean yeah that's that's kind of how this whole technology thing works doesn't it true yeah technology that's in fact i think for a lot of people technology is synonymous with 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 new current hip uh cutting edge don't know what other terms yeah and due to and and i don't know we're church mag we're in the church tech space we like to talk about these things and it just sometimes i wonder if there becomes such a promotion um within even the church tech space of needing to adopt new things or to quote unquote keep up with the times um it sometimes feel like that's the only goal you know, that seems to be the only push is, well, we have to stay current. We have to stay current as if, as if not staying current is the end of the world. But it, it oftentimes feels like such a sur- surface level of becoming current. We're not talking about, you know, culturally speaking, we're not talking about what works, what doesn't work. It's just staying current for the sake of staying current. Which there's some appeal in that because that means that you are attracting a certain kind of audience. And um, I know that taking a little bit from the books of um, Amazon and Jeff Bezos, he talks about how, because he tried a whole bunch of different things out that nobody had ever tried before. It was kind of a pipe dream of how he did stuff with Amazon. Um, He failed many, 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 many times. But because of all those failures, he now knows how not to do things that nobody else knows. Walmart doesn't know how to do certain things that Amazon tried and failed at. And so he had, as he puts it, he has a superpower now of how to be successful because you don't do it this way. And so he has all that in the back of his head of how to approach these things. So in some ways it it attracts that type of people that wants to be like, moving forward and trying to make an impact more for Jesus because of that. Um, and at the same time, there can be a benefit because of that. So in some ways, that goes a little bit against your thinking. Yeah, I, I feel like that can occur at a high level. But I mean, to kind of push back a little bit, I suppose, you know, let, let's not kid ourselves. Every church isn't a Jeff Bezos, right? You know, it's not, why are you trying to be Steve Jobs? Why are you trying to be Bill Gates? Why are you trying to be this revolutionarian or this, you know, this, this great thinker or whatever? I'm not saying that you shouldn't try to be great. I'm just saying, you know, I I don't, you know, should every church be toying and playing with these things? I, I agree with the fact what you're saying, like not being afraid of failure, doing things like, why not try? I don't know how many times, um, in the course of of owning church mag when anyone would come forward with an idea like i learned pretty quick just to let people do it and try it because you never knew what was going to pop you never knew exactly what was really going to be super successful and fly but when i look at generally speaking generally speaking when i kind of look at the church tech space it seems like such a drive that is at a level of 
subpar or mediocrity. I'm not seeing revolutionaryism. I'm seeing if that's that's not even a word. Mm. I, I feel like I'm seeing imitation. Like this is what works. This is what everybody should do. Everyone be on the same page. So even though technology and all these things, you know what you're saying. I, I, I believe is true, like trying things and learning and et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't necessarily feel that way in the church tech, tech space. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I feel like it's a lot like, oh, well, we need to put that up on Twitter, get that on Facebook, like do that thing. Because I read, I got a newsletter from a church tech thing and they said that that's effective when really like, like that's not the that's not the point. I mean, let's, I mean, be real. I'm not talking about the, 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 the church communication pros. Cause there's some churches out there that are really feel like they're nailing it all over the place. Right. But I don't think that that's for every church and every group. Just, just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean that you need to. What if you are that church, you know, the one that's able to, um, that's able to try stuff and you have some leverage or resource that you can um, give some things a go, uh, figure some things out. Um, And in a sense, there are quite a few who then become a resource to other churches. Um, Yeah. So how do you determine which space you're in? Is there, is there, there some sort of, yeah, because the, the success, the success is pretty relative. Um, it feels like because what what you know one church will find highly successful, a, another church, a different de- demographic, a different part of the country, a different people group. Like it's it's not going to play out the same. You know what I mean? You you're 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 dealing with a, a different group. It's it's very customized in that sense. Um, I attended a church a few weeks ago. Um, the idea of them having a robust online presence would seem like I, I doubt they had one, um, nor would they need one. So there would be no need to stress out about it. I feel like I'm, I'm poking a stick in the dark, trying to, trying to, (laughs) this is like such a rough draft in my brain. I wish it was, I wish it was more refined what I'm trying to communicate. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously I mean there's the, the idea of staying current and and how do you do that and I know what it is um, I know what it is I think the problem yeah. is when we we focus on moving forward with technology and then we try to figure a way to implement it to address to implement it of opposed to looking and finding a problem that needs solving and then finding technology that will solve it or seeing that there is a need for more effective fill in the blank and then looking to technology to address that space that is lacking or needs a boost. So I I feel like that that's an easy thing for us to do is to think things backwards, right? We see a new shiny thing. Ooh, how could we use that? Opposed to looking at our unique church body and say, what does this church body need, right? We look at that and we think, is there a way that technology, some piece of technology could solve that problem. So for instance, let's say you are a rural church, right? And your church leadership is is fairly, it's not centralized. Like everyone has to drive at least 30 minutes to, to have a meeting, right? So you're losing an hour in drive time, resources, et cetera, et cetera, to have a meeting. So what if 
you had a Google Hangouts meeting or what if you had a, a Slack integration, right? That you could communicate and have meetings and exchange ideas and have group, have, you know, have group um, conversations and stuff like that using that technology to save everyone an hour drive. Well, if you have seven people for a meeting, that's seven hours that you've gained back in, in kingdom building work, right? An almost an entire day's work has been saved that normally would have been spent driving back and forth. So that, that's, an, that's a situation where you're looking at a problem or a place that you feel like there's margin to move ahead and you look and you go, oh, how can technology address this? Opposed to being like, wow, that, uh, that new thing is really cool. We should do that. And what are what am I what idea am I being sold that would that would generically help my church, right? See how that's different? Yeah, I can see how that's different. Um, but but I'm also wondering, Eric, like what happens? I mean, sometimes that's when we discover stuff. Absolutely. Um, the, the, you know, the, like the the window when we just pick something up and say, "Well, I wonder how this is going to work," um, and then in tinkering then we then we sort of strike gold if i can use that term um and then we're like hey we could do this with that um so what i'm trying to figure out is that where is that spot you know that this that you know you know if it was a so way is that so let's um this is this is kind of you know high high level and i'm using term high level mm-hmm. in the sense of like yeah, yeah. altitude uh-huh. I don't know if I'm misusing that term (laughs) high level. Um, Let's look at it at a low level. So what is a piece of technology solution, whatever it may be, at a practical level that could be revolutionary or something that um, would be worth trying that would would seemingly surprise, surprise us in a problem that it solves then? Like taking your hypothesis and fleshing it out into what could be a potential real life example. Mm. We're getting to school today, people. Um. <laughs> well, here, here's my here's a uh, secular example of all of this. But mm-hmm. I feel I feel like the tech industry right now is going through this big shift in um, break it now, we'll come back and fix it later mentality of everything that Facebook's doing is kind of breaking the rules and breaking stigma but also like getting trying to get away with a lot of bad things and they instead, of, instead of asking for permission af- ask yeah, for forgiveness they ask for forgiveness later but when they say forgiveness they don't actually do anything about it because they want to continue that mentality of going forward and trying to break things and breaking the rules which in europe has a big big issue um in other countries is causing a lot of problems and finally it's catching up with them here in america um, because they don't necessarily think about the long-term implications of a lot of these things. So if you have something where there's these, this many people and you need to regulate it, do you use an algorithm that they're suggesting or do you need to hire a lot of people? And are you liable for the things that are happening on your social media platform? They don't have answers to this. They never actually had answers to this um, at this scale. They've just kind of been running like a bull through a China shop and seeing what happens, um, seeing if they can kind of get away with it. And I think that there is some credence with this as far as technology of spending a lot of money. And then what happens if you, nothing comes of money? What, do you, what did you just do? Did you learn stuff? Is that okay? Is that for the gospel? Is that enough? And sometimes that's a really hefty thing that you have to 
report to the elders because of well not just the elders but eventually god but um i, I think that i i guess maybe you know what what <laughs> the topic that we started is is not the topic i think we ended up landing on i think probably what we can learn or gather from our discussion here is that we need to be thoughtful a little bit more thoughtful and make sure that we're responsible in the adoption the adaptation and the use of technology um you know within our local church within ministries etc and make sure that we are being good stewards of of what we're acquiring um phil i'm sure phil would 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 hold testament to the fact that there are many closets in many churches across the united states chocked full of probably thousands and thousands of dollars maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars of blank cassette tapes and cds right um that were purchased they i mean not to say that when they were purchased it was effective like that's what people they got served they, they've got you know it, it was used you know we, we got the investment on it at the same time there is a little bit of a tinge of like you know was that a waste i don't know you know maybe not depending on what you what, what you spend on it um i think i think the point of it all is that technology does become antiquated fairly quickly and like you're saying jeremy is it worth the investment well th- think through it like you know really weigh it out um you can't just wait for technology because technology is always catching up right had you rejected cds and cassettes you would have missed out on you know two decades worth of of technology and and being able to distribute media right that would have been that would have been foolish but i think we would also be foolish if we completely ignored um the fact that things do become obsolete so so eric Cuban is just saying so talking about avoiding the rat rat race where, where did this even come from rat race and anyway uh, yeah you know that's a good way to put it um I, I think that we have to be careful about how we invest in technology because technology is not a long-term investment okay technology is not a long-term investment buy a computer today but i also think that that it, its, it should it be viewed as such because time. we don't not very much i think that a lot of times we miss the whole point of it of mm. it is simply a tool and it's nothing more than that and we need to hold on to it because i think a lot of times when we look at the soundboard that helps us with how to do worship more i, I guess you would say better i'm not a worship pastor but um i think that we miss that with technology with a lot of different things if we need to buy a couple more routers it's not because we have expensive toys that we want to play with it's because this is going to help your ministry yeah right exactly exactly because you're looking at the ministry you're looking at what work you're doing and you're saying hey there's a need here you know what technology can be put in place or implemented here to make that more functional therefore it's worth it yes absolutely yeah absolutely i'd say (laughs) it's a means to an end technology is a means to an end not uh I, I I would say just leave a little, just make a little budget for a bit of tinkering. Still, um, figure something. I think new. that's wise as well. I'm not. I'm certainly not uh, proposing, like to be, like cut it off and be stingy. I just think that uh, as people that 
as a people group that are are pro this is like self-regulating right like this is not a podcast to share with stingy leadership this is a podcast to share with overzealous technology geeks like us Send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag podcast by visiting Church Mag Online. You'll find a link on our main menu. Go to churchm.ag. That's Church Mag. And while you're visiting Church Mag, send us a message. And be sure to subscribe to the Church Mag podcast so you can receive an early release of the new show every Friday. We don't do that for just anyone. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. 